and William Tyndale lived from 1494 to 1536. He stood against Rome. He stood against their false gospel. One day, he, uh, Tyndale met a man who told him this. He says, we were better to be without God's laws than the popes. And after Tyndale heard this, it says, full of godly zeal and not bearing that blasphemous saying, replied, I defy the Pope and all his laws and added that if God spared him life ere many years, he would cause a boy that driveth the plow to know more of the scripture than he did. I say glory to God. That's exactly uh, what took place, folks. You can say he was prophesying. You know, Tyndale, he was a linguist. He was a Bible scholar. And he had his own translation. And Tyndale's translation of the Bible was used for subsequent English translations, including the Great Bible and the Bishop's Bible, authorized by the Church of England. In 1611, after seven years of work, the 47 scholars who produced the King James Version drew extensively from Tyndale's original work and other translations that descended from his. One estimate suggests that the New Testament in the King James Version is 83% Tyndale's words, and the Old Testament, 76%. Wow, that's, that's incredible. So here's this guy. All he wanted to do, folks, was translate the Bible, get it into the hands of the common people, and he became the enemy of Rome. You see, now remember how he started this part talking about the supremacy of Rome, where they believe that the Holy Father, the Pope, the vicar of Christ on earth, who they believe he is, he alone can interpret the scriptures. Do you see that? So here is a true man of God. He knew this. That was nothing but gibberish. He knew it. He had, he had the Holy Ghost. He was saved. And he, so he's on the run now, folks. And, and they were going after people like this because they look at him as a heretic. And unfortunately, this man was betrayed by uh, a man by the name of Henry Phillips. And uh, they grabbed hold of him. You know, the story is, I believe it was in Antwerp. And um, there's this man, Phillips. You know, they were going to go out to have lunch together. And they were walking uh, around and there were many narrow alleys and it would only be able to fit one, you know, man at a time, single file. So, you know, when it came upon this one narrow alley, uh, Tyndale, you know, basically motioned to uh, Mr. Phillips, you know, you go first. And so Mr. Phillips says, oh, no, no, you go first. And so uh, Tyndale, he went first and they're walking down his alley. And as they got near the uh, end of the alley at the other end, uh, upon the other street, uh, Tyndale, you know, noticed that there were two officers waiting there, and he, he, he backed up a little because he, he saw what was happening. And um, this man, Phillips, who betrayed him like a Judas, pointed, you know, put his arm over his head and pointed down, this is the man you want. And they grabbed hold of him. Long story short, he was, he was taken in, and it says Tyndale was strangled to death while tied at the stake. And then his dead body was burned. His final words spoken at the stake with a fervent zeal and a loud voice were reported as, Lord, open the king of England's eyes. Wow. So once again, another man's put to death, ladies and gentlemen, for simply standing for the word of God. And look, look, I, you know, I read the King James Bible today, folks. I thank God. 
Thank God for people like William Tyndale. I have that book in my hands that I can turn from page to page because of the sacrifice of people such as William Tyndale and many others. That they stood for truth. And we cannot forget them. You always remember that, folks. Remember these people. 